Welcome to episode 6 of The Lion's Share. Today is an episode in light of World Suicide Prevention Day to help highlight this topic of conversation with greater wisdom. My name is Alastair McLean. I am a mentor of the pure masculine and I gain and translate wisdom from animals and nature to help better understand myself and the greater humanity of life. The lion's share is about purification of the ego through sharing of the expressions of the voice. And in this podcast, I share all the expressions of creation, for there are no limits. Today, I tackle the wisdom of the great trickster, the pattern breaker, cycle breaker, the great thriver, the great and powerful coyote. The coyote teaches us where we repeat old cycles, where we stray from our path into darker ways in order to learn what the lighter way truly is. Stick around to the end for tips and tricks on suicide prevention that I learned from my deep journey with the coyote into the unknown realms of my ego where I spent several years in purification. Welcome. The Lion's Share Straight from the heart. The path of the coyote is strange to many, strangely magnificent. It is hugely popular in mythology, but it is not shown as a coyote, but as a trickster, a jester, a joker, and it is in jest that you will find a medicine of the coyote. I am here to tell you a story of the coyote. This story will unite your understanding of what it means to escape the chains of your ego, to protect yourself and guide yourself away from darkness and into the light. A coyote is more than just a mere wild dog. It is more than what is addressed and judged to be, for the coyote is a powerful trickster, with immense intelligence and outstanding magic to suit. A coyote can last days without food or water, can withstand the greatest and harshest conditions, and yet it will adapt and thrive every single time. So why is the coyote known as the trickster god among animals? The Native Americans believed the coyote was a bad omen, for the coyote always appeared to them when something was not going to plan. A coyote is a messenger and a teacher, and like all wisdom it can be misunderstood, for the message of the coyote is unorthodox to say the least. How can such a creature, a wild dog, breathe fear into the camps and tribes of the Native Americans? When the message of the coyote is received, it is an omen, an omen of change, great change, but not often in the camp of good fortune, for the coyote works with the cycles, and and if you have not completed the cycle, if you have not learned your lesson, then a coyote comes to tell you that you must go round and complete the cycle again. But to do this you must stray from the path. As in the plains of North America, the coyote roams the plains and looks to capture the prey that strays from the path of safety. It preys on the weak, the lost, the stupid. But in doing so it makes the weak stronger, the stupid more experienced, and the lost found. Its purpose is very simple. You will adapt, you will learn. And you will keep learning until you have adapted and evolved so that you do not fall prey to straying from the path again. So what does this have to do with suicide? 
When we walk our path, when we walk our path of purpose, we follow our joy, we follow our dreams, we follow our hearts. So it's hard to imagine the desire to end your life when you're feeling such wonderful emotions. But when you stray far off your path, far away from your purpose, you can get lost in the realms of the mind. And the mind often tries to overrule the heart with machinations and illusions that make you believe that you are unworthy, taking you off the path of love, forgetting your worth and sending you into darkness and turmoil. The coyote's wisdom is to keep you on the path of love, but in order to do that, it will trick you into leaving the path into fear. This path can take you in different directions, but truly there are only two choices. Will you choose love or fear? Each time you are tricked into fear, the coyote will smile, for it is taking you for a ride again. It is done in jest, because in the mind of the coyote, the great trickster, the jester, he laughs at you. For you have forgotten who you are. You have forgotten how magnificent you are, how much love you are. And so when you fall for his tricks, he laughs, for he knows he is doing his job very well. Do not judge the coyote harshly, for he only does what he knows best, and what he knows best is one of the most formidable and greatest teachings of humanity. He teaches us alignment to our greatest truth, our greatest and highest purpose in love, and it doesn't matter whether you get in in a week, a month, a year, a lifetime, or even in the next lifetime, for it is his job to keep repeatedly tricking you off the path, and in doing so he is making you stronger. For he is forcing you to make a choice for love. He is forcing you to wake up. He is guiding you into the deepest and darkest parts of yourself to say, Have you had enough yet? Because it is only then that you might remember who you are. Essentially, the coyote is a pattern breaker and a pattern maker, for he spells out the traps. He spins you in a circle with a blindfold on and asks you to find the path again. But the trick is to not take the blindfold off. For it is not with your eyes that you will see the path, nor with your mind, but with your heart and feeling the right way. The ego resides within the mind. It resides within the voice of the mind. It speaks ill of you. It tricks you. And it makes you blind. And this is where the coyote prays. Suicide begins with but a thought, a thought of giving up, a thought of escaping, a thought of, I have had enough. And this is where the coyote is misunderstood. For he is not tricking you into taking your life, he is tricking you into remembering that you are stronger than that. For you are the coyote. You trick yourself. Now do you see that you are your greatest teacher and your greatest trickster? The solution is quite simple when you know. It is the ego, the passive and aggressive taunts and manipulations through illusions carried within the mind and the body that tries to teach you through its darkness to remember the light that you are. The ego wants to take over. He wants your job. And the only way it knows how to take over is by lying to you. Lying about your magnificence. When you hear a negative emotion, 
a negative voice or a word against you that is negative. It is a lie. For only love is truth. The Kaiti does not want to tell you what to do. It just shows you a false path. A path that leads to your awakening by remembering that you are on the wrong path. Teaching you to seek the path that is truly aligned to your purpose. This is profound medicine and somewhat difficult to understand for it needs context. So let me display some examples of how this works. The ego is a library of all your past incarnations. They are injustice, slavery, desperation, despair, depressions, apathy and all the things we despise. For it is the library of distortion. It is the friend who stabs you in the back at any given opportunity. Because it wants your lunch money, it wants your love, it wants the life that you do not realise you have. But it will not die for you without hardship if you do not realise that you hold the power over the ego, for the mind is but a humble servant of the heart. Unfortunately, our current society gives power to intellect and the mind over the heart, and the mind is stimulated by social media, drugs, sugar, porn, violence, war and so much more. All of these shocks, surprises, addictions and escapes are your portal to a false reality created by the ever-hungry ego. The ego wants you scared, distracted and addicted to the slavery of the mind because it does not want you to live in the heart for it does not want to die. It knows that if you grow, if you feel love, if you open your heart, the light from your love will expose it and kill it. This is the lesson from the coyote. Do you run from the path into the darkness of lies and malcontent of addiction to self-hatred and punishment? Or do you proudly and courageously walk your path head on, knowing that you are love? Thank you for listening to my channeled wisdom about the coyote. There is much more we can talk about with the coyote, but I want to leave it there. And I would like to move on to the discussion about um, suicide prevention and breaking patterns from my own, from my own experience on my journey. I went very, very deep on my journey and I saw the coyote, I saw the tricks, I saw the illusions, I saw many dark things and I learned how to break those patterns. But I spoke about the coyote today because I hold such reverence and respect to it, for it takes you off the path to help you learn where your true path is. But the difficulty in working with the coyote, which is why it's such advanced medicine, is recognising it. Recognising that you are off the path. And often, I speak for myself, but I know that this echoes out into many men and women, that sometimes it takes a lot to push us to our limit And sometimes when we are pushed to our limit, we have to make a choice. Do we continue to live in fear and choose death and destruction? Or do we continue to make a different choice? Do we continue 
to choose differently, to choose for life, to choose for ourselves. Because it's only in loving ourselves, in looking after ourselves, in purifying and healing ourselves, can we truly live our purpose. One of the traps that we fall into, which I fell into, is that it's selfish to look after yourself, to heal yourself, to not look after others. But truly, you have to remove yourself from those lies and illusions and work on yourself deeply. Because you cannot love another unless you love yourself. This is deep and profound medicine. And it's very difficult to attain. But if you concentrate on yourself in purity, if you concentrate on healing yourself with the purpose of leading your best life, not only are you setting a powerful example for others, but you bring joy with you because you are shedding all those lower, heavy, dense emotions that have been holding you back. And when you hold those onto those dense emotions, they become part of your life. And so when you interact with others, you share those dense emotions. So when you drop these dense emotions, like a diver drops drops his um, weight when he's coming up for air, when he's coming back into life, let's say, when you do that, you're actually saving people because you're saving yourself. So don't jump into the water to save another save yourself first and teach them how to save themselves by setting that example. Be not a teacher, be a mentor, just like the coyote. Other tips that helped me break the patterns of suicidal thoughts when I was in my darkest moments, which was many, many, many times, hundreds if not thousands of times, I had to find ways of choosing for life and not destruction. And one of the powerful ways I did that is I found the truth of what suicide was. It's a spiritual death, not a physical death. It's about letting that part of you that you have become so attached to die, the old you. And that old you can often have a powerful grasp on you because you have been told by others, you've been told by yourself, you may have been told by a television or friends or family or a girlfriend or boyfriend or a husband or a wife or a child. You may have been told that you are that person. And so if you continue to believe that person, how can you let it die? So there, let me run through some tips to help you shed those dead parts of you, to help you let them go. Now, some of these tricks may sound strange, but they are very powerful, and I know they work. For example, create beneficial chaos in your life. Now, what do I mean by beneficial chaos? I mean do things that you wouldn't normally do, things that benefit your life. For example, if you're on your own and you are feeling apathy, you don't want to move, you don't want to get out of bed, uh, you don't want to go to work, you feel suicidal, do something chaotic, something you would never do to break the spell. Something I do is I get up and I dance 
because I don't want to dance, which means the ego does not want you to dance. So a movement in a silly way, in a sexy way, in a fashionable way, it doesn't matter. Express what your body wants to express. This will break the spell. Number two, cry as often as possible. When you cry, you are opening your heart. You are cracking open your heart. And every time you do that, you are healing your heart. And when you are healing your heart, you are feeling your heart, which means you're feeling your love. And love conquers all, especially the ego. So cry as often as possible. Find different ways to cry, whether it be playing music, buying something that reminds you of your childhood and keeping it near you like a teddy or looking through old photos or meditating on an old memory. So cry as often as possible. Number three, I removed my judgment about weakness and I asked for help. So I first started started asking for professional help. So when I went on my... Um, deep journey I tried everything before actually asking for help and asking for help taught me how to identify my emotions um, so I sought psychotherapy and I learned how to identify my emotions which was something I was not unable that I was unable to do at the time and by identifying the emotions I could understand where I was at and why I was there and it takes time and it is like a roller coaster, ups and downs. But to learn how to identify your emotions is key. Number four, keep your life tidy. So this is something which I see a lot of people um, take to extremes, either in being overly tidy or untidy. But I would say that keeping your room tidy for example like making your bed first thing in the morning brushing your teeth looking after yourself keeping your room organized is one of the best things you can do for your mental health it is these it's like the saying as above so below so when you are keeping your mind tidy, you keep your room tidy. When you keep your room tidy, you are keeping your mind tidy. So you will find that when you bring tidiness and cleanliness into your life, this will bring it into your mental health. Number five, exercise. It's also exorcise or exorcism. So as I said, with chaos and dancing, the ego will do anything and everything in its small and tiny power compared to yours, to make you believe that you're not worthy, capable, or, or that you even care about moving or achieving or exercise. And especially exercise, the ego gives judgments, you know, that because you're exercising, you want to look after yourself, that you're vain, or it's something that other people just do to make themselves feel good. These are all illusions of mentality of the ego. They're just a point of view and your point of view needs to change. Exercise is creating chaos of embodiment in the body. Think about that for a moment. So if you don't want to exercise, again, it's because your ego doesn't want you to exercise. How good do you feel after a good workout? So remember to move and exorcise your demons. 
Number six, take risks in love. If you've been hurt, great, learn from it. Get hurt again, fail quickly, be vulnerable. It will make you stronger. Keep taking risks in love. It is the only way you will learn. And this is a message of the coyote. Keep taking risks. Go off the path if you have to, to learn to come back stronger. But know when to stop. And number seven, one of my favourites. Speak to the universe. Ask for help. If it's the universe or whoever you believe in, whether that be the source, creator, God, Jesus, whoever it is, say out loud, ask, say out loud, ask for help. Just say, I'm struggling. Please help me, guide me. It works and it doesn't happen overnight. Remember, <laughs> spirit doesn't work on your schedule. Number eight, self-help books will only get you so far for you still have to embody and learn the lessons yourself. So just keep on taking the risks. Go for that job. Fail quickly and learn quickly. Be vulnerable. Get hurt. And build yourself up again. Because each time you do, you will be stronger. And if you believe you are not stronger, exercise. Dance. Cry. Make your bed. Speak to the universe. Take another risk. But above all, my greatest tip is be kind to yourself. Be kind to you. It is your journey, nobody else's. Give the energy of love that you give to others to yourself. When you fail, speak to yourself. Tell yourself, I'm learning. Yes, I could have done better, but I'm learning and I will try again and I will try to do better. When somebody hurts you, forgive them. Forgive yourself. If you've fallen for another betrayal, forgive yourself. Tell yourself, I am learning. This is how you teach yourself compassion. Repeat that every day and go deeper. If you are into meditation, go deeper into that. Go into the deep meditation of self-forgiveness. These are just some of the profound lessons I learned about suicide on my journey. And I hope they help you. Please note, I will be doing a part two of this podcast. Another wonderful and powerful animal. But I would encourage you to share in the comments if you have any techniques that help you to deal with suicidal thoughts. Please share your comments and please like and share my video. Thank you for listening.